Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Midwest Madness, your true crime, cult, conspiracy, encrypted podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Danielle. And we hope you had a great weekend. Yes. And a good Monday. Yes. I have a four-day week this week. What? That sounds nice. Yeah. I actually have to go to a work thing this week. You do? Tomorrow, yeah. It's only at uh, Stars and Strikes, so. Oh. Or not, whatever it's called now. What is um, it called? Um, Split Rock. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stars and Strikes is so much better. Way name, better. Honestly. Yeah. Um, I know that Split Rocks is like a bowling term, but it's just not as cool. Is it? According to Dad. Oh. I don't know. You really just can't always trust what he says. He likes to bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> and he says it with such conviction, like, that you don't want to argue it because he's probably telling you the truth but he might not be so you're like do i call him out or no so i have that meeting and then i have another like entire day long meeting that i have to go to so i know that doesn't sound terrible but (laughs) i don't spend any time in meetings ever usually yeah so any meeting for me is just like oh my god i don't want to do this (laughs) i'd rather be with the kids you know but we don't have any kids yet, so. Um, I'm going to the Nebraska Gopher football game this week. That's right. And then I have the Jonas Brothers on Friday. Ooh, big week for you. Yeah, so. It's Labor Day. Oh, yeah, that's right. Labor Day weekend will be that weekend. So I get to see my friends this coming weekend. Mm-hmm. They're coming into town. Um, have you decided how you're going to cheer for your Nebraska yeah, socks. Nice. I brought little Nebraska socks. Very stealthy. Yep. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah. Don't want to get mobbed by U of M parents. <laughs> well, but in, you know, Minnesota people are pretty nice, so I don't think anyone would be mean, but. Yeah, that's fair. It's just my own prerogative, so <laughs> that's the right word, right? I think so. I think how you mean it, yeah. Okay. Um. Cool. Well, hopefully... You guys have some fun plans coming up, but you certainly do. Yeah. You want to get into our story? Sure. So I could have gone like really deep into this. I didn't just because like I felt like it would have been kind of a lot of me saying allegedly, 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 allegedly. So a lot of this is allegedly. Okay. Okay. So like I'll try and, you know, continue to say allegedly this, but um, because it's kind of a weird case. I wasn't even sure if it, it could be considered a, a crime, but two people were arrested and charged. So... Very curious on what this is going to be. I think you're. I think you're going to have heard of it. I would be surprised if you hadn't heard of it. Okay. So this is the case of um, Natalia Grace Barnett. So once I get into it, let me know if it starts to sound familiar. Okay. Because okay? the name doesn't sound familiar. Right. So um, Natalia was adopted from the Ukraine in 2010 by Michael and Christine Barnett. Um, they are a family that lived in um indiana michael and christine had three sons at the time and had been looking to adopt a little girl from haiti but a hurricane had rolled through the and the haitian government had shut down any adoptions to 
protect the kids from like any shady shit that goes down right yep since they have bigger fish to fry at that moment than dealing with adoption so they just like shut it down for protection so michael and christine get a phone call out of the blue from an agency in florida that told them they had a child with special needs who needed a family michael and christine not only had a son with special needs but they also ran a daycare slash meetup kind of situation out of their garage for families with children with special needs so it was kind of ideal for them to be contacted about this child about natalia they were told that they had less than 48 hours to decide if they wanted to adopt her or she would be going into foster care and the the big one of the big things was that she had a condition called spondyloepiphyseal whoa yeah that's a mouthful i did my best like i tried to like write it out like how you say it but i i know i got it wrong dysplasia um congenita so congenita congenita so it's basically a rare genetic disorder that little people have um, that affects their um, long bones in their arms, their legs, and then their spine. So it's like these, like your shit, yeah. your tibia, your whatever those are. I don't know bones. I'm I don't either. But so I'm, I'm pointing at them for Emily. But so basically not like your knees, but like the longer bones um and it's also called s-e-d-c so i will be calling it that from now on because i don't (laughs) want to try and (laughs) word vomit through that um one of the like people that you would recognize that is said to have this is warwick davis from harry potter oh um flitwick yep yep so um because of s-e-d-c Natalia had a hard time walking and needed surgery on her feet to help, like, correct some of the issues there. So, Michael and Christine decide they would adopt Natalia, and they flew from their home in Indiana down to Florida to meet her. The location that they went to was, in Michael's words, kind of shady. Uh, He said that it looked like a strip mall, and then, like, in the strip mall... That was like partially closed down. There was like this adoption agency. Oh, interesting. I'm yeah. picturing like that old strip mall where like up in uh nowhere the dance factory used to be. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah so kind of like just not what you would expect, right? Because if I were to adopt, I would expect to go to like a nicer building that has like offices and you meet with somebody and like they basically like drove up to this thing and we're like, is this the right place? Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, so um, they go in and they're brought into a room and they're just kind of like left in that room. So the family that Natalia had been living with came and dropped her off and Michael and Christine never met the previous family that she was with. Then Natalia at that time was six years old and she came into the room and immediately called them mom and dad and was like really excited and like my new family and all this stuff and so like as someone who works with six-year-olds I can see that absolutely being a thing like being really excited to meet this new family but also in my gut 
I would I would find that strange for a six-year-old to be that comfortable with me already like because a lot of the times six six is kindergarten right yeah either kindergarten or going into first grade and so it's like those kind of kids tend to be a little bit more wary of strangers but I mean maybe she's just like really friendly I don't know so um Michael said that they were really relieved that there wasn't any fear there and they took her back home to meet her older brothers. Their youngest son was actually the same age as Natalia, so they were kind of like, oh, sweet, we can, we're going to have twins, basically. But within six months, things had gotten kind of weird. So they, like, adopt, like, met her and adopted her in the same weekend, basically? Yeah, they, like, met her and brought her home. Like, was that signed the, the papers plan? and brought her home. I, it sounded like it was. Okay um again because like they were told you have like 48 hours and if you don't take her we're just gonna put her in foster care and they were like well this child has like special needs that need to be taken care of and like that probably isn't the best thing for them and so they kind of said he said that they took it as a sign from god that they were supposed to do this okay which in my opinion i'd be like god this sounds chaotic and i don't know if i can handle this like that's a lot but yeah i mean that takes a special person yeah my faith is definitely different than their faith clearly so allegedly uh at that around six month part or point excuse me christine and michael were having some serious issues with natalia including lies violence outbursts and they claimed that they found some kitchen knives in natalia's bedroom they also claimed that natalia would randomly pee on things and that she would try and get her brothers hit by cars by throwing their toys into the street oh shit michael and christine claimed that one time natalia even tried to pull christine into an electric fence what the fuck um they were like celebrating one of their kids birthdays and he like was obsessed with cows so they took him to like a dairy farm so that where they could like milk the cows cute yeah and so like that's what they were gonna do for their birthday and they were like oh don't go over by this fence it's electrified so you gotta like sign this paperwork whatever and like michael said that natalia's face just like lit up when she heard that it was electrified so it seems a little manipulative for six but okay they also claim that the first time that christine gave natalia a bath she found out that natalia already had pubic hair um so that's a little super strange for a six-year-old to already have pubic hair. And they also claim that she, within those first six months of her living with them, she confessed that she was bleeding from her vagina. So she already had a period. And that she had been taking like rags and stuff to use as pads instead of like just getting a pad, which... I mean, a six-year-old shouldn't be having a period. That's pretty weird. So in 2012, Michael and Christine petitioned a court to fix Natalia's birth certificate, which is allegedly something that's kind of common with overseas um, adoptions because it can, and I'm quoting from the documentary I watched, quote, make children seem more desirable if they are younger, end quote. So agencies will say, oh, she's 
only two or she's one and a half when she's really three. You know, they'll like shave off a couple of years or even just like a couple months or whatever. So the judge agreed that Natalia had not been born in 2003. Would you like to guess when the, the judge decided she was born? 96. She decided that uh, the judge decided she was born in 1989. What? Which means that she wasn't six, but was instead 22, turning 23 that year. What the fuck? So Michael and Christine then got Natalia her own apartment and moved with their three sons to Canada for their oldest son's education. The living conditions were not great. And when it was reported to the government that Natalia was living alone, CPS got involved, as did Adult Protective Services. Um, because of her uh, physical disability, the yeah. um, SEDC, Natalia was considered a vulnerable adult. So, like, there's extra protections there for her. Um, she was on food stamps. And her neighbors, like said that she socially she was very strange um she would like they her her neighbors claimed that she would like wait for them outside their house for her to come for them to come home so she could like hang out with them or she would just like walk into other people's houses and just like take their food and they'd like come into the house and she'd be like there so like there are no boundaries she didn't like understand boundaries um they also claimed that she would um, appear as if she hadn't showered or changed her clothes in several days sometimes. Um, and part of that could be because nothing in her apartment was for her. It was all like regular sized washers and dryers. Oh. And like when I was bigger, I even had a hard time reaching like my socks in the bottom of my because like the washing machine I use is a top load, right? And so it's high enough where I would have to like jump sometimes to reach my socks because I just couldn't get to my socks. And so if if you imagine that's her situation as well and she's like not even three feet tall. Right. How is she supposed to do her own laundry? Yeah. You know, like getting into a bathtub could be difficult can, d if you look at how high the bathtub walls are. Right. So. It, those things were just not addressed for her or changed for her because she was just in a normal apartment building. Okay. And she was on the second floor and stairs were really difficult for her. So, like, that's not that's not cool either. Like, you would want either something with a, an elevator or um, to be on the first floor. So, it was just kind of things like that that the neighbors were like, okay, this something is weird going on we're not sure what it is she's socially awkward she doesn't seem to take care of herself like someone needs to call somebody so somebody did um the neighbors also said that they rarely saw either of natalia's parents mostly just michael and maybe christine like once or twice it was also found out that michael would clear out natalia's contacts so she was unable to talk to cps or get help from anyone closer than her parents in an emergency and remember her parents are now living out of the country yeah so like that's really fucking shady in my opinion to like delete every contact she has and be like you can't talk to anybody except for us like in case of in case of an emergency what is she supposed to do right like it seems really 
manipulative to me. I'm holding my judgments <laughs> till the end. Okay. Um, they also seemed to film a lot. Like, Michael would have be having a conversation with Natalia about, like, where did you get these donuts? And, or where did you get this XYZ thing? And they would be, like, recording a video the whole time. Which I just thought was so weird. Like, who's recording the video? The dad. Like, Michael would be, or Christine would be, like, Christine would be, like, holding her phone up and be, like, Natalia, tell me what you, tell your dad what you told me earlier. And she'd be, like, recording that. Okay. And I just thought that was really strange. Because, like, you usually don't, we don't record our conversations with each other other than, like, obviously these ones. But, like, when we're just hanging out, I'm not, like, recording and being like, Emily, tell me about your weekend. Like, you know, that just seems really weird. So, I don't know. Maybe they were doing it for their own protection or they were doing it to, like, document or they were told to do it. But that was never, like, brought up in the documentary I watched. So, I just thought it was really weird. Because they, like, show you that footage. Okay. So, um, after her first lease was up, Michael and Christine moved her to a different location, one that was even more dangerous. Um, some of the neighbors were like, we were thinking, they, what are they doing leaving this girl who can't drive, can't really fend for herself in this kind of an environment? It's really just not that safe, like, where she was living in the town. So, um... Michael and Christine end up getting divorced in 2019 with Christine staying up in Canada and Michael moving back to the States where he meets another woman and marries her. Michael claimed that there was abuse going on in the home with Christine, saying that she literally beat Natalia, screaming at her and manipulating the other children to, quote, get back at Natalia, end quote, with one of their children admitting that at 12 years old, his mother told him to pee in Natalia's bed to get revenge for her peeing, like, in the car or, like, just, like, peeing. Um, it was also claimed that Natalia allegedly shoved, or Christine allegedly shoved Natalia down the stairs once, and, um... In 2022, Michael and Christine were charged with neglect of a dependent. So you you might be thinking, well, if she could be a child, which is still up for debate, um, why can't they be charged for child neglect? It's because the judge legally changed her birth date to 1989. So you're not believing she is as old as they're I, saying? We'll get there. Let, we'll talk about it at the end. Okay. If you're okay with that. So, um, Michael went through trial. He was found not guilty. Um, and then the charges were dropped against Christine due to insufficient evidence. Michael had agreed to testify against Christine and had kind of seemed to be looking forward to it on the documentary um, but their divorce has been really nasty. He, again, is claiming domestic abuse, um, from her, not only to Natalia, but himself as well, and their other kids. He has accused her of telling their sons that he was going to kill them, and other lies about why he left the family, and the only contact he has with his kids is with their oldest son, who lives with him. He said that he has not seen his other two children or had any contact with them since the divorce. 
there's a lot more in this documentary that I watched that I'll give you the name of in a second. Um, They like interviewed a couple of couples that were interested in adopting Natalia before they did anything with the Barnett family or like before she went with them. Um, Because she was living in the States for a while with this other family and this other family was like trying to adopt her to other little couples so that they would oh yeah yeah. you know be similar disabilities and like they would understand and it would be a home that was already adapted for her yeah so there's they show some pictures um and in one of the pictures she's playing with another little girl who has the sedc and they're supposed to be like within one to two years of one another and the the one girl looks very much like a child. Natalia really does not look that little. Like they're under they're supposed to be like four and seven or something like that, or five and seven. Some, they're supposed to both be like around the same age. And the one girl looks her face looks very childlike, but Natalia's just really doesn't, which is why I'm having such a hard time with, with believing that she was six. Yeah. I don't think she was as old as they said, though. There's no way she was six. So, um, they do have a PI that they had some contact with, the documentary did, who went and found Natalia's birth mother in the Ukraine, and the mom claims that Natalia was born in 2003 and that she had been dealing with this, quote, dealing with this whole issue for 17 years, end quote, which at the time of the conversation would have added up to be 2003 and not 1989 so they did do a dna test on natalia's birth mother and it did show that she was in fact a natalia's birth mother i don't know if she would face any consequences for lying about natalia's age but in the documentary when she does say that comment it's like pure frustration and you know how if it would be a lie you wouldn't think she'd just like oh my god i've been dealing with this for the last 25 years or whatever like that's not a phrase that you would really think about when you're frustrated in the moment in my opinion it just kind of felt like she blurted it out so the previous family that natalia had been with before she moved in with michael and christine um had refused any contact with michael and christine and demanded a closed adoption so there were no answers there um I think there's compelling arguments on both sides, so I'm just going to wrap up really quick, and then we can discuss. Um, So the the photos are weird, but also, like, I don't know how much I believe, because Christine's never interviewed in this documentary. It's all Michael, and then other people, and then Michael and Christine's oldest son. So... I have a hard time believing everything was a lie because it's just like, I don't know. The, the pictures definitely don't show her looking as young as as they say, in my opinion. But we don't really know because of her physical disabilities with the SEDC. How can we know for sure, right? So, I don't know. I just, yeah. So, what do you have thoughts that you'd like to 
share. I just don't think there's any way she's six. Why? You don't have your period and have pubic hair when you're six. That's see, and that's one of the things that really threw me too. Because according to the documentary, eight is like the youngest people's heart to like get pubic hair. So like, if you think you can have like a genetic thing where you like get it earlier, yeah. But usually, like eight is the earliest that has been documented. And the other thing that really bugs me, and like that just blows my mind is that they went from saying this girl was and i'm gonna give you a reference from our lives this girl they were saying she was three years younger than carly our old neighbor Mm -hmm. and then they said oh wait just kidding she's a year older than me and that is such a huge jump of time that i just it i don't think you could be that manipulative for that long like she always had to be on her game you know like if it kind of makes me think of the gypsy rose thing yeah where like she and her mom well her mom definitely knew that she wasn't sick as sick as she was and i think gypsy rose kind of kind of knew like i think she realized that she wasn't as sick as her mom was saying as she got older right Mm mm-hmm so if it was just them isolated in a house together, I can see how you could keep that kind of a ruse up. But this Natalia is living with this family and to have to be on top of it and lying to everybody in that family, in- including two adults, a genius son and two other kids doesn't add up to me. I don't think I didn't say she was 22. No, I know. I'm just saying like i don't i just don't think she was six but i guess to play devil's advocate i think if you are maybe not mentally well you could keep up that ruse she doesn't seem like there's any mental health issues there guess i don't really know but it, I'm just like saying in yeah in to any, play devil's advocate if you really wanted to i think you could and if you had no other choice or option or you're trying to escape ukraine you just did anything you could i think you desperate people could do desperate things it but, just feels really extreme to me my other question is this shady adoption agency did anyone look into this place not not that i saw okay um and I'm going to be honest, I really only like read one article from the NY Post and then the rest of it came from the documentary called The Curious Case of Natalia Grace on Max. I think it's like a discovery. Okay. Because um, like part of me is like, okay, if she was a lot older than and she was old enough, I don't know. My feeling is that they were saying she was six and she was like eight or nine. My, I would say six and like 13. See, and I, I feel like 13 is even too much, but I, I guess mean, I haven't seen the pictures. You haven't seen the pictures. When well, I will send them to you and when you see them, you're going to be like, she is not as little as they're saying she is because like she has like cheekbones and she has like her, the facial structure. Right. Of, but I'm saying like a six and an eight year old, like, similar that's true that's true 
not enough that I think I'd be able to see a noticeable, well, like, that, that much notice more of a difference. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I'm, like, trying to put it into perspective of, like, my friend's kids. And I have, I have a child that's nine in my life. And I'm like, okay, I could never confuse her for less than eight or nine. Like, she, she's very much you would think she's older than she is because of how she usually acts yeah. right yeah but it's just the whole thing is just fucking weird i don't know what to believe i don't know who to believe i don't know i mean either way i don't i think the way she was treated is really horrible is honestly it's kind of shitty it's very sad um she is living with a new family now her dad is a pastor or that her new like male adult guardian is a pastor. I don't know if like they've legally done things or if she just like lives with them and like is supported by them. But um, there is a documentary from her perspective coming out in not too too long called I think like Natalia Speaks or something like that. Um, so I'll be watching that too. But. So how old would she be today? In her early twenties. Okay. Yeah, cause like two thousand three. So she'd be like twenty ish. Oh, yeah. So, depending on when she was born. Right. So. Huh. But, yeah, just, like, that that big of a jump really threw me. And then they, like, in the documentary, Michael claims that, like, they brought her to these psych wards and then she'd be, like, really sexually promiscuous with the other inmates or the other, I don't know what they're called. Inmates? Patients. Patients. That's probably what it's called. My apologies. Um... Like, the male people that were there, she would be, like, really, like, promiscuous and, like, had to be removed from places. And they were saying, oh, you can't have her in her house, but we can't keep her here because you can't have her in her house. And, like, you can't let her wander, so you have to put a lock on the outside of her door because she's super dangerous. She's going to kill you. And, like, he claims that one time he woke up and she was standing over him with a knife. So it's just, like, a really messy, messy story, honestly. Yeah sounds um, like it yeah it was it was really interesting and i just kind of stumbled across the documentary and i was like what is that i don't know what i'm watching tonight <laughs> yeah you're welcome um so it's like i don't know i just found it really interesting and like really just really bizarre because again i still don't know which side i land on do i believe what michael is saying i don't know do I believe Natalia is as little as she was? Not really. But again, I don't know. Yeah. So also, no offense to Michael, but he has fucking crazy eyes. Oh. There are some parts in the documentary where he like stares at the camera and I'm like. You're like, sir, please, please stop look staring away. into my soul. Yeah, please, please blank. It's, <laughs> I don't know, it's yeah it's intense it's a whole thing and like i i wish we had christine's side of the story too like if she had talked but i don't think she will unless she has her own like whole thing and but i i just don't see that happening at this point because she he can't be charged again because he is not guilty, not guilty yeah but she's never been officially uh, she's never gone through a trial right. so if she opens her mouth yeah she, she could get could, in trouble yes so i just unless they decide unless she like goes through a trial and is not guilty then right i don't think we're ever gonna get her full side of the story I'll not have, unless statute of limitations is up or something i'll have to like watch the documentary and tell you how i feel yeah i feel like this is something where you kind of need like also maybe when i saw photos it'd be different but i yeah. feel like 
to, for me to be able to make a good opinion, I need to see the documentary. I kind of want to pull up her picture really quick while we're talking. Um, because I just kind of want your reaction. Um, I, I, it's just, again, like, I don't, I don't know where I stand on it. So let's see. Um, I just Googled Natalia Grace images and I want to try and find one from when she is little. I want to see if I can find the one of her and the other little girl, but I don't know if I'll be able to. Um, okay, so this one is from when she was little. Here. Okay. So that's like right around the time they got her. She's missing teeth. Right. So. So like she's little. She's definitely got baby teeth. Or... Did her other teeth fall out due to lack of nutrition I guess I don't know. Did they... That would be a question of... Did... And I mean, you can swipe through other photos if you want. But, like, some of them show her now. I'll... I'll I can see them. Yeah. I so, don't know. I know, right? It's just, like... It's def... I would definitely not say 22. No, me either. But I don't know if I see six. See, and that's the thing. Is like... Maybe 11... Okay, so like ten or eleven. Ten or eleven. Okay, I could buy Would a ten or eleven. Would be my new guess. Yeah, I could buy ten or eleven photo. Yep, I could buy that because, like, again, this is around that same time period. And she looks a little older in that photo. And so me. is this one. That, that one? one. She yeah, that's an older picture. Oh my. <laughs> so I just don't. I just don't know. Yeah, that's tough. And it's like you would think. That it would be like, oh, here's an easy way to tell. Like, let's do genetic testing. Let's do x-rays and see what her bones look like. But it's hard to tell necessarily because of the SEDC. Does that affect her teeth? Because why couldn't they have know. just, like, gone to a dentist and he'd be like, oh, baby teeth, baby, like. Right. She's still got some baby you teeth. You would think that there'd some. be a lot of ways to figure it out. But it's just like everybody just fucking dropped the ball. I was like, oh, she's older than she says she is. Weird. It's so bizarre. Hmm. So, and like this one is of her when she was little and then her now. So. I will say like. She definitely looks now older now. Does not look like a 22. You don't think, how no. old do you think she looks? 27. Yeah. I would say like 25, 27, 20, like up mid to upper 20s. But not, not 20. Early, no, not early 20s. No. Or if this has turned out to be. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. So. I don't know. I will be interested. I want you to live text me. I will. <laughs> when you watch the show. I because will. Because I'm, I'm very curious to hear your opinions. And if anybody else watches it, um, it was on. I found it on Max because I have Max now. Um, so that's got like Discovery and Cartoon Network and stuff like that. So um, I might have to give you that new password. Because uh, we got rid of our Discovery Plus. Megan and I did. Oh, um, no. It's. Max is included with Prime. Oh, nice. Didn't know that. Yep. Well, then I'm paying for things I don't need to pay for. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, that's my story. And I already did my sources. Okay. So, um, our socials are MW Madness Podcast on Instagram and Gmail and Mid- 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 Midwest Madness Podcast group on Facebook. All right. 
we hope you guys have a great labor day yes stay safe have fun Um, and we will talk to you guys next tuesday bye